This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. A little disappointed in the Twitter response today. I put this out early. It gives you time to ask your questions. Make sure you're following along Bengals underscore Sans at LNDS Patterson. But there are a few questions. Uh, we got the German Tiger. He says, with all the hype about the battle about battle and DJ Turner, how realistic is it for both of them to see the field much? And how with Lou, with how Lou treats DBs? I should have read your question out loud in my head before I read it when we recorded. I apologize. So with you know what we kind of heard about Cam Taylor Britt right before Cam Taylor Britt started to see the field as a starter, I know Lou talked to the media and he just kind of said, like, I'm not trying to throw guys out there. I'm not trying to throw rookies out there in the cornerback room or even the secondary. And now he's in a situation where you do have battle. You do have DJ Turner. How realistic is it for them to see the field? And we're going to talk a little more about this in our next segment, too. I do think if DJ Turner sees the field, it's probably because Cheeto isn't ready. Uh, from the injury I don't I don't know if I see another way (sighs) game plan specific if there's like a really fast slot receiver maybe you take Hilton off Turner on but man that's like I think the corners are set when they're healthy the corners are set it's Cheeto Cam Taylor Britt and Mike Hilton I would be surprised if DJ Turner pushes one of those guys out battle he could push out Nick Scott or even Dax Hill, I think that's more likely, but I'd still bet on the other two being the starters. And then certain packages has a Jordan battle in it, a dime, a big dime package, uh, maybe even a big nickel. Just, you know, you're going to get another safety on the field and you're going to take somebody off. Who are you taking off? You play around with that. But I, I, I can't put a percentage, I guess, on DJ Turner because it comes, someone comes down to Cheeto. I think it's fairly low for battle, but I'm not, I don't want to say it's, it's not possible. I want to, or even, I guess I'd say unlikely, but certainly possible. Certainly possible that Jordan battle is starting early on. Now injuries will always play a part in this as you get through the season and maybe somebody doesn't perform up to snuff. And that's why one of these guys gets on the field. But my guess is Lou takes it slow and these guys are your future starters. And right now they are, you know, the backups for those positions. Yeah. We'll get into more of that in our next segment. Dean says, I actually like this question. He says, what could the offense do better besides fix the O-line to keep Burrow better protected? Yeah, I think they could protect better. That's always a question mark with this team. It feels like, and they have 
on paper, just like last year, almost, I think some people are forgetting that. Um, they have on paper the best offensive line they've had in years. Last year was the same exact thing because Lyle Collins was seen as a fringe top five right tackle, and I don't think people see that anymore. But uh, you know, hopefully he can come back to that when he comes back uh, from his injury. I think explosive plays are big. I think an underrated one is tight end blocking, and I don't know if they're going to get too much better this year, but tight end blocking killed a lot of run plays. Uh, I would think those two things are, are two big ones is just generating explosive plays somehow. And it's kind of tied into it a little bit uh, in blocking from your tight end position because they had plays that look good in the run game. And then just the tight end just gets dominated at the point of attack and doesn't make the block. And now you're not getting an explosive play. You're getting either a negative gain or you're pushing for like two, three yards. I think the run game was good and short was pretty good in short yardage. Not always, but I think it was there. And they were great at grinding it out, getting five yards, being efficient, and staying ahead of the chains. What they were missing were the explosive plays. And that's why you add a Chase Brown into your uh, running back room. Also, just getting explosive plays from throws underneath as well. And that could be a Chase Brown thing. That could just be Jamar Chase's healthy all year thing because that's his job out of all these guys um maybe it could even be a little bit charlie jones or somebody like that i think those are all the things i'm thinking of with the offense because other than that they they really strung together drives well they grinded out long drives i thought it was a really good offense is just you know a couple things here and there do you have anything else yeah, I, I actually just kind of want to follow up with that because you talk about the run game, the explosive play with Chase Brown. I'm going to get into this free agent question next because I think it's a, it's a really good one when you think about the available guys because it does feel like another set of free agency run for a lot of NFL teams because a lot of teams are going to get their roster cut and they're going to let go of some guys to fit some other um, pieces that they were able to draft or other depth pieces on their roster. Could you see this team adding somebody else in the running back room? Yes, but I don't think – I could see it. I wouldn't predict it. I think they are fine with who they have. But at the same time, if you can get a Zeke cheap, you're currently banking on your pass protection back either being a rookie or being a guy that hasn't done it in the NFL, in Travion Williams. He was good in college, and it seems like they are high on it and higher than I thought they would be on his ability to pass protect based off what they've done. But at the same time – if you can get Zeke who's one of the best pass protection backs in the league into that backfield, now you're cooking and you have a guy that you know can do it. Um, anybody else? I mean, offensively, I don't know if there's anything else they would add. Right. Uh, but what in the running back room, he got signed. Where? Where did I miss this? The chiefs resigned him today. Uh, I think it was yesterday, but yeah. Oh, I don't know how I missed that, but that is so predictable for them to bring him back. I'm sure. On a really I wish the Bengals were in. I just, I guess they're not because wow. that just felt like such the pass protection, explosive plays. He's still very fast, kind of low mileage um, for being older like that. Injured, yes, but not a ton of, you know, touches. So, man, I was so in on McKinnon, but I knew the Bengals weren't in after not making any type of not having any type of contact with him. I was just, ugh. it's what I would do. It's not what they would do. Well, then I'm going to stick with not to go over to the chiefs running back room, but I'm going to stick with it. 
I know a lot of people want to remember the 2019 LSU team and they want all the players to be on the Cincinnati Bengals. What about Clyde? What if he no. gets released? No, just doesn't have it. I don't think he's a good NFL running back. I think people people saw what happened in 2019 with the LSU team. When he's faced NFL defenses, he's been – there's a reason he got replaced by a seventh-round rookie and a guy that was a depth piece. I don't think this is – he's not somebody you're just going to – you're telling me that a guy Andy Reid couldn't figure out is going to come into Cincinnati and be a stud. No, I don't see it. He's like a four-seven running back who's a pass catcher, doesn't run well. Uh, this, and he didn't run well from the gun either. It's just I've had so – I think Bengals fans are very excited about the idea of that. I think it's just barely better than like Fad Moss. I think he's not really – I think he's a depth running back. I don't know. I thought it was a mistake he went in the first round. It's just I oh, am yeah. not a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fan. And this rant means he will be signed within the month. Uh, and I will have to eat crow. At least I haven't tweeted it out. <laughs> yeah, I, never, I mean, people remember that stuff. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a vision that it's the 2019 team. And, oh, you can bring that here. And Clyde can have another um, NFL career if he's with the Bengals and Joe Burrow again. And one thing I will say Clyde is good at, he's good at post-game um, um, interaction. I remember when he went to congratulate Jamar Chase after the AFC championship game, had a really good speech for him. So I'll always remember Clyde for that, but on the field, not so much. And it just, yeah. it feels like it didn't work out and they didn't pick up his fifth year option, which, which makes all the sense in the world. All the sense in the world. Um, I wonder if having the uh, voted on best offensive line in college football and all those receivers and a stud quarterback may have helped him in college produce at the level that got him drafted in the first round, but I guess we'll never find out. We won't. And yeah, he's going to be on the Cincinnati Bengals in a matter of time. He sure um, will. At least for uh, on the practice squad or You know, they kept Fad Moss around for a while. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You know what? Just like Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow is good at getting guys paid and on a team. So, um, you know, it's, it's good. So it'll go from uh, what Patrick said, I want Clyde. <laughs> no, it's Burrow saying I want Clyde. He just gets passed around from elite quarterback to elite He's quarterback. He's like, I'm going to do a favor for my friend. Come on and join us. We might put you on the practice squad, but uh, we'll get you paid. To the people that really want him, like, are you well, cutting Travion Williams for him? No, I would rather have Travion. Me too. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's it's honestly there's it's just I it's it's rarely there. It's just a little communication of oh well maybe Clyde could come to Cincinnati and have another career. I don't know, but I yeah I just don't see it happening, and um, that's unfortunate for him. Bengals watch party says we'll stick to the free agent conversation. You already talked about the running back room, so we'll go to other position groups. He says, what available free agents do you think could be an upgrade on our roster? Ooh. I mentioned Zeke, um, and that would be a pass protection running back upgrade. There is not a ton, though. I mean, maybe cut down days you could find somebody. Maybe uh, it's tough because I 
there's guys I like. I don't see how they fit though, because I was in on Melvin Ingram as a pass rushing specialist. But once you draft Miles Murphy, I feel like that's out the window. Like mm-hmm. you, now you're gonna have to make a hard cut if you want to add Ingram, and maybe it's worth it for a Super Bowl contender. But I don't know. Um, I haven't looked. Maybe there's a depth offensive line piece out there that might be better than what they're trying to trying to put out there as backups. But I don't think you're gonna find a starter out there at uh offensive tackle or guard or wait is dalton risner still out there yeah i was just about yeah. that and that was that part might of the be question. yeah that might be your but i don't think they do it i just they're 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 gonna give volsa another year guys i mean they did it with michael jordan and billy price you know uh Ooh. guys that played bad and volson played fine he's gonna yeah. get another year they're not gonna push him to back up unless one of these depth pieces just balls out in preseason or something or even then I don't know if it would happen let me ask you this and it's kind of along the lines of Cordell Volson a guy that you watched last year doesn't have to be a rookie could be their first time with the Cincinnati Bengals that you watched they were okay but you expect them to and it doesn't have to be Cordell it could be anybody at other position could be Dax Hill or or anyone on offense or defense who had an okay year one with the Bengals but will have a great year two Ooh, I think Dax Hill will certainly improve, but that is also when he played, it wasn't great, but he was also playing a bunch of different positions. Um, yeah. Uh, Dax Hill or Cam Taylor would probably be my answer, which the first or second round pick. What a shocker. <laughs> um, but I think a sneaky one could be Evan McPherson. Well, yeah. year three. That's year three. Yeah, year three. No, that's you fine. said you said year two. I, I can say year awesome three. rookie, awesome rookie year. Okay, second year. Like it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I, I think like he could it. bounce back. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll go Dax Hill on that. I think I think he'll be at least uh, by the end of the year. I think he'll be solid, pretty good. Here's the thing, Evan McPherson, and I hope this happens. He's going to ball out next year as a kicker can. And um, it's a contract. They can start having the contract conversations. So his extension would be next year with Jamar Chases. And kickers are getting paid right now. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens there if they just kind of wait going into his or or let him go to a contract here. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't even want to worry about that right now. There's too many other numbers that they're working on offensively. We'll get the special teams when they have to. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of I'm leaning towards because I felt like I was a little hard on him in, on social media, and I didn't mean to be at all um, when the off season started. When it comes to Cordell Volson, it just felt like you know he can play better, and and, and I hope he plays better at the guard position. Um, it could be depending on what right tackle looks like, and and I hope Orlando Brown ends up being uh, you know a really good left tackle, but he could still be the the weakest piece of the offensive line and I hope he's better I hope it's just enough because if you're able to get a guy who you're paying you know semi-cheap money to in the guard position that's a huge benefit for the rest of this team and this offensive line and and, and offense and the defensive guys who um, are up for contracts if Cordell Wilson can pan out at the guard position so we'll see what happens there but I'll go to one more question and then we'll take a few more of these in our third segment Nick says if you say a team's draft is a boost for special teams it might be it, it's, he says, but the but could the Bengals draft Jones, Robbins in particular, actually really give them them a significant improvement in special teams? How much of an impact 
could they make next year? Oh my gosh, I butchered your question, Nick. That was a paragraph, but I get what you're saying. Can they really boost the special teams, the guys they were able to draft during uh, the NFL draft? If Robbins is what they think he is, then already, yes. Um, even if he's not, if he if he's just at or a little above Drew Chrisman level, you could still get the boost from Charlie Jones being a more explosive return man than Trent Taylor was. I think, yeah, this draft should be a boost for the special teams. That's not, that's hopefully not all it is, but I do think it's a boost for the special teams because you're getting at least in college, an explosive return guy. And you're also going to get a, I have to think a punter upgrade. If you're going to spend a draft pick on him, he better be an upgrade. Yeah. I, I know you're not doing your piece on him yet, but I just, I just think it's a huge pick. I really do. He's a weapon. Their special teams wasn't good enough last year. And for everything that happened to them during, you know, times when it matters, I didn't even think about it. The Patriots game can be one that we look back on when it comes to punter troubles. The AFC championship game is obviously an easy one and they have to be better there. I don't want them to ever punt. I like just scoring. Uh, but when you have to, hopefully you have a weapon in your special teams and, and hopefully it pans out. Cause like you mentioned, they, they spent a draft pick on him in the sixth round. We'll get to a few more of these questions and some more on the rookie class next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.